I have given you all authority to take out the enemy. You are to conquer and subdue him. Satan has no reign and no rule and no authority within people's lives. God, you search my heart and thoughts. Make sure that I am lined up in your word, Lord. Nothing can come in and hinder what God wants to do. We're right. We're armed. We're dangerous. We're ready to go in. We have keys to bring massive amounts of people into the kingdom of God. So I feel like today as we um, do this, but it's like we have got to draw that line right now and say enough is enough. God says you are a weapon of mass destruction. Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 18 says, be strong in the Lord and the power of my might, not your might, but in my might. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He said, I have given you to be dressed for success. Your armor will get you where you need to go as you walk in truth, as your feet are taking the gospel of peace wherever you go, but that peace also fills you like you have no idea. And if you will hold tight, God says, you know, because, you know, whenever you want something bad enough, it's a battle. But I believe that a lot of you right now that are um, watching this, you're battling for your children, you're battling for your marriages, you're battling for your health, and you can't understand why things aren't shifting and things aren't happening because you're saying it, you're believing it with all your heart. You may have other people say, well, you know, maybe this or that, and maybe that's the reason they're not healed, maybe that's the reason they're not delivered or whatever. But can I say to you right now, when you start to understand that you have got on the belt of truth and you have that peace, he said his breastplate should grow from the inside out. He says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. Can you imagine? I've been in ministry. I just stepped into my 39th year of ministry and I've been in warfare my entire 61 years now, but I have lived in warfare in the darkness and now to the light of Jesus Christ. And I would never change a thing, but all the years that I had to persevere and, and to stand that ground and to be laughed at and to be dismissed, um, because I, I just, you know, I just figured everybody had these giftings as a seer and a prophet and a knower. I figured everybody knew all this in warfare because everything I'm getting ready to, to teach you, there are 16 demonic strongholds. I've had people ask me, why are, there, why are there 16? Satan will always go back and mimic everything Jesus does. And it has to do with the major minor prophets in the Old Testament. And so the Lord says, when we start to step out, Satan's always going to, he normally runs in threes. I love how uh, we have God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but he goes, one will send a thousand, two, ten thousand, but three, it says three will become a cord that will not be easily broken. Some of the spirits you're going to learn is only comes out through prayer and fasting. I know for some of you go, well, Angela, I can't fast and I don't have time to pray because, you know, I got a family, I have a home, I have to go to work full time, I have to cook. I said, I get that. But if you have a 15 minute break at work, I said, instead of just sitting around or doing the phone thing, because technology, I believe, is the actual pull of our times. You know, it's almost like where bail is. People, you know, they can't get off their phones. They can't get out of that, you know, all the Internet and the all these things now, but I say to them, if you have a 15 minute break or a half an hour lunch break, even if it was once a week, you know, don't eat maybe that, you know, potato chips, what you're saying, which say, Lord, I'm just going to start fasting slow. And when I do though, I'm going to pray about it. And you will start to see God be able to move because see, we have to go back to Romans 12, one, we have got to start crucifying that flesh. 
um, because the flesh can be very lazy. The last spirit we'll be talking about today is lethargy, but it is a spirit and it just wants to lay on you. And before you know, a compromise hits and you don't want to compromise, but you just figure, well, you know, I'm saved. I go to church. I love God. But don't you feel like there's so much more? Because there is. And God wants us to be able to step into the fullness of what he's called. But as we are armed and dangerous in the full armor, like if I, whatever my truth is that I need that day, I take a scripture and I line it up with the word of God. Whatever peace that I need, especially going into nations, you know, where you're shot at and could be arrested at any time for preaching the gospel, you have to be prepared for what God is getting ready to do. But the one, so we have the uh, breastplate, which guards the heart. For out of it flows issues of life. But then there's the helmet of salvation. And salvation is that you're whole, healed, delivered, and you're set free. And here's what happens, though. When the enemy comes in and, you know, maybe for some of you out there say, well, you know, you, you, you don't have what it takes to be, you know, leading children's ministries or being in the choir, be able to sing a song. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like um, a hatchet or a sword or an arrow hits your helmet. And so after a while, you become heavy, and then something else will come, and something else will come, and then the enemy's real good at this. It's off of a, the perverse spirit, because an offense opens up a door to deception, but then all of a sudden, things hit, and it's like you have a domino effect, and then you go back to when you were a child, and you get so confused, but in Psalm 73, uh, Psalm 74, 13, and 14, it talks about the spirit of Leviathan. Listen, he will come at you not just one way, but many ways. It says he has many heads. And it's like a crocodile. It'll pull you down and start to spiral you and pull you down into great darkness. And like I said, I, I, I know I just came out of like nine months of having to bombard like I have never had to fight the mind like I've just come out of a season of. But God started giving me wisdom keys. And if I was ever ready for the time and the season that we're in right now, I tell you by the Spirit of God, it's right now. I know for me and my house, this is our time to step into the fullness of what God has. But that's for you also. But some of you need to get that helmet on. And when the words come, say, no, I'm not going to receive that. You don't even have to say it out loud. Some of you are living and you're married and your husband or your wife, you go, but you don't understand. And I'm living with the enemy and I get you. You know, I understand what you're saying because you feel like you're being pushed down all the time. But God says, when you humble yourself and stay quiet before him, watch and see what he will do. So your helmet is your key because it guards your mind. And I'll tell you, a mind is a very terrible thing to waste. And if you put any amount of money into anything, I would encourage you with this today. Put it into things that build you up that will build up your mind, that will transform your thinking, Romans 12, 2, to be transformed by the renewing. So it's like every day, you, so say yesterday you had a lot of fall downs. Well, today it'll be better. Don't allow that defeat to come in and try to destroy you. And so then you also have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the living God. Hebrews 4, 12, it says it cuts through. It cuts through. You pray spirit of discernment, 1 Corinthians 12, and all of a sudden you start to discern and see, God, is that you? Is that somebody's flesh? Is this the Holy Spirit or is this me? And God will start to move with that spirit when he cuts through things for truth. For those of you that are in deliverance ministry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know you've got to discern. Is that of the enemy? Is that of the flesh? Did that happen at three years old? Are they still carrying this? 
some people are talking about people having, you know, thousands of personalities and they all have names. And, you know, um, I understand that people can have segments in their life that are fragmented. And I get that. But um, there are sadly times where people are also using that as an excuse. Some people are never going to get delivered, even with the sword and the word of God and the deliverance of the Father, because they have chose to wear it as their coat. It's like, if I don't wear this coat, everybody won't feel sorry for me anymore, and nobody will pay attention to me anymore. And I want to encourage you with this today. you got to burn that coat, throw it away, get rid of it, because God wants you to be set free. We have more people that are spiritually in wheelchairs right now than ever before, and God never called you to sit in that wheelchair. He said you're to get out of it right now. But then we have the shield of faith, which quenches the fiery darts, which is our faith. And God is really speaking to us right now. You know, this we have got to walk by faith and not by sight. And faith is that we trust and believe God for the impossible. And with God, all things are possible. To what? For them who pray to believe. He says, what? You will receive. And I'm just going to release this right now. But Lord, I want to thank you that you're going to start to bring an awakening into every household that hears the sound of this Um voice going out on the airwaves right now. And I hear the Lord saying, you're going to pray. You're going to cry. You, some of you may feel guilty. Don't, no condemnation, first of all, and those that are in Jesus. We just break that off um, because I've talked to parents and they're so condemning of themselves. I'm like, no, look, we made mistakes. Now we're not. That's the bottom line. New day, new let's go. But you got to start listening to what they're listening to. You got to start watching what you got to monitor what they're doing because I have more Christian children and youth and teenagers that are, you know, even getting ready to go into college and they've been raised up in Christian schools and they can incantation into the demonic like you have no idea. So start standing up and raising up a voice to start being that voice within your household. It's going to be rough. Let's get real. Just like, you know, when you first got saved, you had to battle certain things. When I first got saved, my family said, oh, she'll be do, she'll do this for three weeks and then she, she'll be done. She'll find something else. That was 40 years, over 40 years ago now. And you know what? That wasn't true because I thank God I didn't hear that. But Lord, I want to release right now that fire in the wind to start to ignite. I pray a liquid fire start to hit from heaven right now. I decree in Jesus' name that you're going to move and start to step into your destiny. You are dressed for success. You are armed with, with the fire and the wind of God. Take back what belongs to you. And so I want to take a really quick minute and recap about Ephesians because we are to stand strong in God, the power of his might, to put on the full armor. And we talked about the belt, the peace, the helmet, the sword, the shield, and of course, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, and having done all to stand. See, God wants us to know that we have to stand in this hour in any time, in any um, generation, but now like never before, we're dealing with elements that are stronger than we understand. And we're dealing with principality and powers, rulers of darkness, spirits of wickedness in high places and demons. Listen, there are five demonic levels. Interesting, back again, we have a five-fold ministry five senses back into the garden, but we also have angels of mass destruction, the seraphim and the cherubim at any time, the living angels, you know, at any time God says, come Michael, he'll come. You know, we got, we have an arsenal and Psalm 103 20 says that we can command and send angels to go forth. And when they do, everything starts to shift in the atmosphere. 
And so this is what a principality is. There are only four principalities during the book of Daniel. You have Persia, Greece, Babylon, and Rome, and they have different manifestations. In um, another book and DVD that I've made called Demon and Angels, there's more information. It breaks it down even Every level is broken down more so more that you have more time to be able to watch it or read it. Gives you clarity and understanding. So a principality is its um, territory ruled by a prince um, that derives its title. It has position. It has an authority. It's jur jurisdiction of a prince. It's sovereignty. They rule over nations, military. It's militant. Satan's, let me tell you what, Satan's army is militant. They know exactly when they're called, what to go and do, and they do the job. And so, so you have principalities. So you got Satan, you have the Antichrist. So we're just going to do a little bit on this right now. And then you have, um, so you have the principality. So there's only four, Persia, Greece, Babylon, Rome. It's in the book of Daniel. And then you go back in. So you have, these are what's overseeing the nations right now. Then you have powers. They are specific. Um, their aptitudes, they have a strength and a force that exert, exert it um, through um, exerted control and might. They have an ability that would blow your mind. And their authority is so forceful that it is effective. Then you have rulers of darkness, and they are monarchs or dictators who govern and rule. Um, and they exhibit the stemming from evil characteristics, characteristics and are forces, and it's very sinister. And then you have the spirits of wickedness. And these are beings that are inhabited or embodied in a particular place. Um, I got to pull that in for a second. Whew. But they are embodied in a particular place, in an object, in the natural phenomenal areas. Listen, there is a wickedness of sin that God is talking about. So here's the bottom line today. We have principalities that are over cities and over nations. We have powers. There are many different powers. The one that I see that rules all the time is chaos. And everything is chaotic all the time. People can't get the breakthrough. But then I call for one of the angels, Swift, to come in from heaven and he moves things out of the way. And then we have the rulers of darkness. And so when you're starting to deal with the rulers, you know that they have ground territory. So right now I am in uh, Sweden up in Ganop. And so there's a territorial ruler here, but then there's spirits of wickedness that embody people, you know, particular objects. You'll see um, the wickedness is um, increasing, he said, because we're not fighting back. See, when God's people start to get armed and dangerous, and when we start to fight back, everything starts to shift. And then demons, demon is an evil uh, spirit, and in the Greek, and it talks about a source or an evil agent and harm and distress or ruin, and it has great power. So we have five things that we're dealing with. This is out of the book of Ephesians. You'll see the four, principality power, the ruler of darkness, and the spirit of wickedness. Um. If you get into the new book, Power and Authority, I go and take you into Mark 5, and I break down the man that was enslaved and in the tomb, and I break it down about the principality of, of where it was. You know, God, Jesus rides in and just, bam, that thing is gone. Jesus can talk to him because let's get real. He's God. I mean, come on. And so he spoke and said, who are you? And he said, I'm Legion. Jesus already knew who he was. 
uh, I believe it's a lesson for all of us right now. Then they had rulers that were ruling this man, but in that spirit of wickedness, it embodied and he had a territorial authority. I love in the story because when it was all said and done, where were they going to go? Send us into the pigs and the pigs dove over into the waters. But the thing that really got me is to and tell you this, is that once you cast out spirits of darkness, you know, because I tell people, some people want to take them and nail them to the cross or send them back to, back to hell, but they didn't come from the cross and they didn't come from hell. They're fallen angels. You know, these, these spirits and their authorities, they're fallen. They have fallen down that are here on this earth. And I'm not talking about the ones in Revelation that are still chained up waiting because that's coming. And that's why we are getting prepared now for this. And so it's just a blueprint in Mark 5 of where we're at and what's happening. And God said, if you step in, start to understand what you're dealing with. You see the powers there. You understand there's a territory and you understand what you need to do. When you step in, you can release the fire and wind, not just with the power, but bam, with that authority. And everything shifts in the atmosphere. You go in, do your job, seal the work, release the fire of the Holy Spirit, release the fruits of God. You know, I always, when, whenever I do a deliverance, I always release the spirit of adoption that they cry out of a father. If I'm dealing with, you know, jealousy, I always want to fill them back up with love. If I'm dealing with this, the fear is so strong, I release the gift of faith. That's in 1 Corinthians 12. It talks about the manifestation of God. And so as we're going to enter in now to stepping into the opposition, which are the 16 demonic strongholds, as I'm going in this, I want to take a few minutes because the occult has so increased um, beyond our scope or our, our sight or even the reasoning that what we're trying to reason and understand. But in the last few years, because of the after-school satanic programs, the witches are really coming out in groves now in America. And, you know, every um, quarter because there are four seasons and from the four winds of heaven and every quarter the the winter or the uh, summer quarters spring and uh, fall they're always um, out they're always doing incantations i want to say this a lot of people think that halloween is you know the uh, greatest time for the occult to get together but that's really not true it's always going to be in your summer always with the salsa always because there's a gathering right now um, as we're even saying this right now, even in uh, Salem, Oregon, the Satanists are all coming together because, see, they want rights, too. I think it's because they saw the LGBTQ and they have fought for years to have rights on TV and in the media and in, you know, public office and everything else. And so everything has been accepted. So the Satanists have started stepping out and they go, I'm a witch or I'm a warlock or I'm a wizard or I'm this. And I have a place here in this world, too. And so but as Christians, we first of all, we run this world because Christ is in us and greater is he that is within us come on than he that is in the world. But even um, right now, and I can say this in America, right now we have over one and a half million witches that is registered and it outdoes the Presbyterian church registry that go to church that have, you know, been memberships. So I'm going to say that again. We have over one and a half million witches and they are growing strong. They are raising up their children, you know, because we're prophets of God. They're mediums and psychics. And we have prophetic children with all these amazing gifts like God has poured out in these last 10 years, really the last few years. I can tell you right now by the spirit of God in the last three years, I have seen more seers, more prophetic children rise up than I have seen ever in my entire life because God said, and in the end days, my spirit, Joel, 
I will lay that spirit on them and that my sons and daughters, they will prophesy. They will do the greater things and greater exploits, says the Lord. And in April of 2019, Satan released, there's a, a satanic documentary that was released. And a friend of mine in San Fran uh, let me know that within the first few days, up into that one week, they did surveys, and they had over 4,000 people come that wanted to become, um, join part of the Satanic Club. So I'm telling you right now, church, we have an epidemic that has fallen away from God. They're POWs, they're prisoners of war, they're MIAs, they're missing in action, and they are casualties of war. That's why I go into these fairs and into these dark places, because I need to get them pulled back. The Lord says, even in the book of John, he says, go take out your, go get into the boat and cast your net. It'll be at nighttime. Just go cast it. And it's going to be an uncommon instruction. God says, I want to give you an uncommon instruction. That's going to bring an uncommon seed with uncommon favor. You're going to bring in multitudes that are in darkness. I believe that the real apostolic prophetic evangelists that are rising up are still on the streets. They're just messed up. They're kids that are going to be drawn to the darkness because Satan knows that they're hurting and they feel like nobody loves them. And he, he hates them. He doesn't love them. But it'll bring on that facade just like Lucifer back in the garden says, here, come and eat, taste and see. Am I not good? And they're going to get drawn into that. And then he is violently going to drag their soul to hell. And that's why it's critical right now. We are a voice. I will not shut up. I've never shut up since the day I was born. And I will not shut up now. And I just kept thinking, Lord, Every quarter, we have the witches in America coming against the president. I'm sure you have them everywhere in every nation, in every city around the world. Everybody would not even realize that in these cults that you have police officers, FBI, you have doctors, you have nurses, you have people that are normal, that do normal everyday things, but then they go and do the rituals. And these aren't just like what I like to call the kumbaya things like, oh yeah, you know, little little witch here, little witch there. Kumbaya means bring them in, God, you know, bring in the wheat, God's, but the enemy's trying to bring in the those that are hurting and, and he's running rampant now. Just be who you are. You're a guy and you want to become a girl, be a transgender. Don't worry about it. It's okay. That's what's happening right now. And that's why the Lord says, um, I say this, uh, Psalm 141, three through four, you'll notice in all my books and in my teachings, I use the King James version because it's as, as original as I can get it. I love the Amplified. I love NIV. I, I love the King James, the new King James version. That's what I love. But when I go into the KGV, everything falls together. And this is what it says, set a watch, O Lord, <laughs> before my mouth, and to keep the doorway of my lips, incline my heart um, to no evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, inner sin, and let me not eat of their dainties. God is saying in here, we have to be careful with our words because strife is being released by too many sons and daughters everywhere. That spirit of strife comes out. It's going to destroy things in the spirit. He says, we got to be careful. You know, we don't want to be holier than now, but I'll tell you what, we better walk in righteousness and holiness and to be that donkey Jesus is waiting to ride you in town with. And if some of you feel like you've been left behind, God says, hold on, tell them, hold on. I'm coming quicker than you know. He's able to keep the door of my lips to be careful what my heart brings in because out of your heart, God says, flows the issue of life. You know, God says that um, life and death is in the power of your tongue. You choose life or you choose death, but God says you choose. 
you know, and so many people don't realize that we, it's like a boundary, like this pulpit here, you choose life or death. So the enemy is going to hold us back from the fullness. You can go to church, you can love God, you can see great things happening, but you know you're called to be a transformer. Baby, you are called to more than meets the eye. So we have the opposition of the 16 demonic strongholds. And um, again, uh, the first one is a lying spirit. And I want to say this, every deliverance that I do, sometimes it's like an onion. It's easier to bring that illustration because it's like a layer at a time. Some of you may have been, you know, praying for people and it's been, you know, five months. I have people that told me they've been praying for some person for three years. And, you know, almost at every service they start manifesting. And I said, well, the problem with that is, uh, sir, or man, because I've had many like this situation I'm going to say, is that people are showcasing that demon is taking over. Um, it's taken over the services. It's, it's out of control. And there is no, you know, Jesus says line upon line. And I believe that the house has to be built line upon line. But when that darkness wants to walk in, bam, that's when we go and take care of business. Because if your eyes are diverted off of God and all you're paying attention to is that same person or other people that are manifesting in that way, it just destroys what God wants to do. And that's why a lot of Christians have fear. But God says, I haven't given you that spirit of fear. And I've noticed something recently more than ever, um, probably in the last few years. But a lot of people go, well, you know, Angela, I'm at SRA, which is satanic ritual abuse. And um, so it's really, um, it's really starting to stir in more and more because a lot of people really have been raised by the occult. And even though they went to church and, you know, their youth pastors or people around them, they've been violated, whatever's happened. Um, but that's not the church. That's a person. I just want to state that. And uh, But I think the other thing that I want to get across right now whew, is that a lot of you have false memories that are coming up. You go, well, I'm having all these false memories. They don't call them false. They go, I have all these memories coming up now when this happened and that happened. And I just had a conversation uh, the day before I flew in here and was talking with someone. And I go, listen, I love you, but that's not true. They go, I'm having all these memories. This is happening, that. And I go, it's a false memory that's implanted. I said, I love you enough to say this in love. But you're trying to put on added things to your testimony or added things that were false memories coming up because you want to be relevant for your time. And it kind of took them back a little. And I said, but I'm saying this out of love because we as Christians, whether it's out of this, you know, with the SRA or people are adding on things to their testimony because they want to be relevant. But they're false memories. But I tell you, by the Spirit of God, these some of these people really believe it's true. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to shift this. Well, first of all, right now, Father, I just want to release again them four winds of heaven to begin to start to blow upon the ambers of all the hearts of your sons and daughters. I release that spirit of adoption. I release the fire of your Holy Spirit to ignite a fire and a passion again. And I say right now, God says, you are more than enough. Everything that you need is within you. And so I just want to bind up all works of darkness. You're going to bow right now, says the Lord. And I rip off and I rip that veil off of the lies and the, the confusion that has been on you. And I speak clarity the Holy Spirit that would start to bring clarity, revelation, and wisdom like you have never had before with understanding to move and go now. Some of you just need to shake it off.
because I feel like even some of you right now are feeling it fall off of you in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining Angela Greenick for her War Room podcast. You can discover more about her ministry, books, and DVD resources at AngelaGreenick.com. Visit her on Facebook and Instagram. Please join her again next week as she continues to share what God has given her.